Okay, let's go. Today is February 29th. Good morning, everybody. We continue our Lechot uh, Tzedakah. It's Thursday, so we're starting 6.15. Yeah, we're on page 12. Okay? Page 12, at the top of the page, this is the Rambam in Lechot Matnot Aliyim, Perik Shevi'i, the seventh chapter of Lechot, uh, uh, the Rambam. Okay? So we're going to read first. Yes, Mitzvah Ta'aseh, Liten Tzedakah La'aniyim, Kefi Ma'ashera Ui La'ani, so he says that the obligation of tzedakah is to give what the ani needs as long as you can afford it. That's what it means. Whatever you can afford and what the ani needs. Okay? Pasuk says, open your hand to him. Another pasuk. Another pasuk. Yeah, it is. Wait, I had a question before we go. Okay. Yesterday. All right, question for today. Go ahead. Um, why can't we say a beracha like we do after the mitzvah? Because every every mitzvah, call a brachot, right? We what we do the bracha over la'asiyatan. Think about it. When you're making a bracha for your mitzvah, think about it. And pick any mitzvah you want. The only one that you do after, by the way, is Berkat Amazon. Right. Every single one you do before. Right. Every single one. What about the Why? Because, because you're blessing Hashem for the ability that you've given me the opportunity to do this mitzvah, and I make the bracha and I do the mitzvah. Right. But Berkat Amazon, because there's two, there's another one. Berkat Amazon is in the pasuk of the Torah itself, which is the source, by the way, of all berachot. And it's the, and it's actually, the only beracha that's been in the Torah is Berkat Amazon. Because the pasuk says, You have to eat first, then get full, and then you make the bracha. That's what it says. So that's the order. You eat, you get full, then you make the, you thank, you thank, yes, it's satiation. I get satiated, I'm full, savata, and then I make the bracha. So then the bracha is afterwards. Asher Yatsar is also something, you're thanking God for, for the ability to go on to the bathroom. You can't make the bracha before. You don't know if you're going to go. Sometimes you go, you feel like you have to go, you go, you don't know. So, you don't have to accept. I know, but the, oh, you want to say, I want to make it afterwards. Right, we both think he accepted it, he's he accepted accepted it. Hey man, thank you Hashem for yeah. allowing me to make it no, because we There's two different things. Oh, the, 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 there's, there's, there's different types of, again, there's different categories of mitzvot. There's, there's, oh, I'm sorry. There's something called Birkata Shevah, there's something called Birkata Mitzvot, and there's something called Birkata Nehenin. There's three categories of Birkata. Birkat Shevah are praises, Birkat that I give to Hashem praises, like my, like Birkat Shaha. Right? I'm thanking God for giving praises to God. Birkot nehenin a brachot that I make when I'm getting a benefit from something. Right? And birkot mitzvot is a bracha that I'm making to when I'm going to do when I'm about to do a mitzvah. So all the brachot for mitzvot are over la'asiyatam. The only mitzvah that's afterwards is birkat amazon. The other ones now birkat hashevah and birkat nehenin, right? Those. Let's think about it. Bikota Shebah are general brachot. I'm making them in general, praising God. So most of them are going to be after. I saw lightning. I make the bracha after. I heard the thunder. I make the bracha after. The rainbows. I saw it. Then I make the bracha. Those are praises of brachot Hashem. Those are going to do after most of the time because I want to see that I, I saw something. I'm going to make a bracha for it. Or, or all, all kinds of things, same things. You saw, you saw the ocean. You saw the Yamagadol. You saw nature. You saw all kinds of beautiful things. There's brachot to make for all those things. But those are afterwards. So, so you want to say now because I, the the sedakah is berkata mitzvot. Berkata mitzvot. We don't do after. I'm going to make a bracha after I did the mitzvah already. I did the mitzvah. What's the bracha for? I say, and then I put my tefillah on. I don't put them on and they say, thank you Hashem for letting me put on my tefillah. That's how it works. I'm, I, so, so the brachot for, uh, for mitzvot, which staka is, has to be done before. 
it's not thrown after. So that should answer so that why question. Don't we say so 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 that that one you're actually supposed to say before technically, but the problem is your hands are dirty. When your hands are dirty, you're not allowed to say Shem Hashem. So you, that's why you have to wash, wash first, and then while they're wet, make the bracha, and then dry them. At least you're still involved in the mitzvah of washing your hands, because drying is actually part of washing your hands. So that's why we do it in the middle, as opposed to drying totally. Some people do that. They wash dry, and they come to the table, say, oh, I had to, had to fix that in uh, my family a little bit for some people, but they, they, that's what they were used to. But but you have to make the bracha while your hands are wet, otherwise you're right, because technically I did, I did it, I went to three, went to three, dried my hands, I made a bracha, it's a bracha batala. Okay, good. Let's go. So now the, the, the Rambam is telling us it's a mitzvah I said to give staka. You want one of these? If I don't, you want to listen, you can listen, whatever you want to do. Page on page 12. The Rambam is telling us the mitzvah, the mitzvah of giving staka to an ani is to give what's ra'ui to the ani, what he's supposed to get, what he deserves, what he needs, as long as you can afford it. So there's no number. The number is what this guy needs. And as, as long as I can afford it. Okay? And he brings sukim from the Torah. You saw an ani, and the ani is mevakesh, he asks, and you turn away, you don't give him, close your eyes, you don't give him, you're transgressing the law ta'aseh. Okay, there's a lot of questions about that. So before we get there, oh yeah, exactly. So we're going to have to deal with that one. We're going to hold it for a minute, we're going to fill in some blanks, and then you can ask all the questions you want. Because that one's a very difficult statement to understand. So first look downstairs, this is... Uh, on in letter Zayin, it's like three lines. It's actually the first wide line at the bottom. Kol haro ani umivakesh. Okay, this is what Chaim Kenyevsky writing. He says, "Aval im lorahu." What's I didn't see the ani. Af al pi sheodea sheyesh ani. I know there's a guy. I know my neighbor. I didn't see him. I, I know he's. I know. Oh, somebody I didn't see. Thank you. All right. I know he's ani. Is that enough to transgress? Or I actually have to see him. So he says, "If you know, it's not enough." Right, so number one. It's not only that I had, I had to see him, he had to ask. So it could be that I know the guy needs, and I saw him, but he didn't ask me. He doesn't ask me, I'm also not going to transgress. So I don't transgress if he doesn't ask. So two things have to happen. I had to see him, he had to ask. So step one. Now... What about that? Does that mean I have to give every single person that asks me? Right? That's the question everybody wants to ask. We believe the. Right? The, right? Walk by the G every five seconds, every minute? So we're going to deal with that in a minute. Okay? So before we get to that answer, I want to fill a few other things and then we're going to get to the answer to that one, hopefully today. Look at the bottom downstairs. It says, It says, This is what it sounds like. In the name of Tosafot. Aval, Besefer HaMitzvot, who's also the Rambam, this is the Rambam, this is the Rambam, L'Rabbenut, he says, Lo Ta'aseh Mitzvot Resh Lamed Bet, the Rambam wrote a, a, a book called Sefer HaMitzvot, Sefer HaMitzvot, he, he lists the 365, or the 613 Mitzvot, broken down by Lo Ta'asehs and Asehs, the 365 Lo Ta'asehs, and the 248 Asehs, he has a book called Sefer HaMitzvot, so he says over here that Mitzvot number, Lo Ta'aseh number 232, Right is the mitzvah of staka of not giving of don't don't close your eyes when the ani asks for staka. Mashma afilu enomivakesh. Over there, if you read it, it sounds like the Rambam says you transgress even if the ani doesn't ask. 
So he's sort of contradicting himself. Over here it sounds like you only transgress if he asks. Over there he says you're going to transgress even if he doesn't ask. So a little contradiction in the Rambam. So we want to know. Do we, do is, there, is there different levels of Ani? Like, okay, it's obvious yes. that they're yes. not going to ask you. Yes, so. there are different levels of Ani. And there's also different levels of people giving. Like, let's say a guy's really, really wealthy. Does that mean he has to give every single Ani exactly what he needs? I mean... The, the, the other, other people also have to contribute to this mitzvah. It's not only my mitzvah, it's everybody's mitzvah. We all have the obligation to care of the ani. So, right? so that's so proactive is so that's the first thing. So the proactive is if he asks me, right? That's an extra mitzvah. So I don't know, not necessarily true. That is reactive. If he asks me, I give. Correct. Proactive means I go and. I have to find. No, I don't have to search him out. A bad for sure. I don't have to do. Just saw him and didn't ask. He gave. I saw him and didn't ask. I know that he needs it. Because knowing that he's out there is not enough to be make me. To make, to make me transgress not giving him it's that we that we established for sure but the question is now if he asks or he doesn't ask we're still about charity we're going to get to my said hopefully a, a little bit maybe today depending on how much time is we'll see we're going to have a lot of questions we're going to need a lot of laws yes yes you better bring notebooks i'm serious you should bring notebook you should bring your notebook. Get this. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not joking i'm serious you should bring notes you should bring you should bring i'm serious you should bring notebook yeah so now so now which which one is considered they don't know that they're meaning some people it's done anonymously they don't even know they're getting it so that that that's 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 probably better it's probably better, right? The that, that one, one of the highest forms, and not the highest, the second highest form, is that the giver doesn't know where it's going to, and the, and the receiver doesn't know where it's going. Nobody knows. Good. You don't know. Great. Great. How do you deal with that? Right. I don't know that the person is an ani. He hasn't been vetted, hasn't been checked. I'm not sure he's an ani or not. He could be sketchy. He could be sketchy. That's what I'm saying. Is there different levels of ani? Good. What's really considered ani? Absolutely true. Absolutely. That What's considered an ani? Okay, so we're going to get to that. I'll put that one on the table for now because it's something we need to know in the back of our mind. And Ani, uh, according to the uh, the laws of Tzedakah, which we'll learn sources of the Torah, is a person who doesn't have in his bank account one year's worth of income in savings. Yes. Okay. What does he need to live for one year? What does he need to live for one year? If he doesn't have that number in the account in cash, it's called an Ani. So a guy who lives, a guy who lives hand to mouth, or week to week, right? Okay, a guy who lives week to week on his paycheck is considered an ani. Okay, and we'll see. No, no, it depends on your status. It depends on the status that you're living at, also, right? So it depends on the. So that number is a fluctuating number. For most people, the times of the we'll learn in times of the the number was 200 zoos. Whatever that equals nowadays, I'm not sure exactly what the number would be, but it's what a person needs to live for one year. If he has one year's worth of money in the bank. He's not allowed to take any staka. If he doesn't have, he is allowed to take staka. Okay, so we'll get there as we get along. But that's just putting out there, putting it out there. It's a number that's wild in our community. The number might be crazy. People, a lot of people, will be able to like take charity. Right? Depends. Depends on how you live. You're, you're, you're right? talking about allowing to take charity. Yes, to take. To take. To take. He'd be called an ani that I would be allowed to give him, and I would fulfill a, a mitzvah of giving that person Do you fulfill charity. A mitzvah if you gave someone yes. and he's not an ani, and you thought he was an ani. No, we'll, we'll have to talk about that. Okay? Or no, no, no. Yes, that assets estate? worth. Assets worth. Assets, assets worth. Yeah. Yeah. Assets yeah. worth. Assets worth one year of salary. Oh, so not cash in the bank. No, not cash. Assets worth one year of salary. It doesn't have to be liquid assets. It has to be assets. It has to be assets. And one pivot question. Is it considered 
giving charity if you give to your children which is the family. Great question. Great question. That what obligation? It's all part of the all part of the all part of the course. We're on the topic of Yeah, no, no. That's not necessarily true. It's a tzedakah question. It's a tzedakah question. Do I fulfill tzedakah? That's a whole other level. You're taking care of your kids. So I'm going to ask the question another way, Morris. I'm going to ask. You check the charity. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask that question, Morris. Like this. Am I obligated to support my children? Because if I'm obligated to support my children, then I can't I can't fulfill my mitzvah with an obligation. If I'm not obligated to support them, then supporting them could be considered charity. So the answer that we really need to question, the, the answer is, is, am I obligated to support my children or not? Your parents, and I, and if, you if I am, and if I am up to what age, Morris? Morris. It's how about no? You support your obligation to. It's not a mitzvah. You but the Rambam says. So actually, for, for your parents, for your parents, you're not obligated to support your parents. Not obligated, but it is. Uh, you're obligated to respect. No, Rabbi Yadid, I heard it's You're obligated to respect. You're obligated to respect your parents. You're not obligated to support your parents, and the, the respect from your parents that that, that, that you're going to uh, you give them, you they you can actually use their money. Example, let's say after the parents are getting old already, and now they started to give over their assets to the children, and they need to hire workers in the house for the parents, take care of the parents, and all that's part of kibud avaim. You're actually allowed to use their money to pay for that. That's not the question. So, it got so, the bit if the parents can afford it, and, and the kids pay their if, rent. If, if the parent can't afford it, then he's an Ani. Once he's an Ani, it doesn't matter if he's my parent or he's not. I can I can support him. Once he's an Ani, I'm allowed, I'm allowed to support him. It would you should, that could be. It would be it would be considered it would be considered it would be considered Maaseh for sure. You want to use it? You don't use it. It would be considered Maaseh. No, I don't want to raise anything from the record. That's the that's a simple halacha. They say that it doesn't mean you should or couldn't do that. It's considered maaseh. You want to give it elsewhere also? Faddam. In the meantime, um, where I go? Oh, we're talking about the kids. The kids. So if I'm obligated to support my kids, I can't consider that to be considered maaseh because it's an obligation that I have to do anyway. Can't use that my obligation to fulfill my mitzvah. But if I'm not obligated to support them, then I am allowed to use my maaseh. And the question would be: Am I, am I obligated to support them? And if I am. Is the, do they eventually age out? At what point do I say I'm not obligated to support them anymore? Right? And at that point, if I'm still helping afterwards, maybe maybe now it's not. Now it's my sin. Right? So all those questions are going to be answered along the way as but we didn't go. Did the right? Rambam say yeah. that the biggest tzedakah is to teach him a trade? So yes. Do you teach your kids a trade? There you did. You did your part. Why do you have to support them? So, well, Benjamin, that's, that's good when the kid's old enough to work. What happens right. when he's not? So at what age? At some any. age. Uh, He's not an ani when when he when he's well, old enough to go out to right. work and get a job. Well, Good, but a guy, but plenty of guys that, that are able to work and don't have jobs. 18. No, before he's eighteen. You're gonna throw, throw numbers over here. I don't know any numbers yet. We don't talk about. Maybe when he's younger. Back to vetting an ani. Yes, let's go back to vetting an ani. Okay, let's get back to where we were. Good. Okay. So now, yeah, get. Uh, that's that also works all the time. Yeah, you work. That works. You give it to someone that that did all the vetting. You know what I mean? You know you're getting the right the bang for your buck, right? Yeah. Now you're obligated to give him, but you don't know if he's sketching or if he's not. Great. Okay, so let's let's. You carry on We're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into that right now. You ready? Right into that right now. Right now. Two in at the bottom of this page. We're on page thirteen. This is Rav Shmuel Wasner, modern rabbi. Take a look at the top first. It says like this. At the end of one. So number one, is it enough that the ani has to ask, or is it just uh, it's good? Uh, I, I have to give if I know that he exists. And if just knowing, would that make me obligated? 
and I'm not giving that person because I know that he needs, I'm going to transgress. That's the one I just mentioned, Mitzvah 232, the Rambam. According to the Sefer Mitzvot of the Rambam, it sounds like all I need to know is I, I can afford it and I know the guy needs the money. And if I don't give him, I'm going to transgress. The ayin leshono perek zayin matnot halichon anim, which we just looked at now, right? And and over there it seems like it's contradictory. Ila shon harashba, which we also quote at the bottom. So b'shem rabotenu ba'alat tosafot lo mashmakin ladavka anim tovim. According to tosafot, it sounds like they had to ask me to, to make me transgress. Omnam sichim anu lachmir. He wants to be stringent. He says im anu yodim anim. We know the guys that are nivi. Yesh v'yachotenu afapi she'en em tovim. They didn't ask me. He says better to be stringent and give that person. That's his opinion. Look to the bottom of the page now. Omnam, right? He's going to fix it a little bit. It says, You can't have a general rule. Give every guy. It's impossible. He says, Why? Sometimes they're coming over here, they're collecting for the yeshiva. Good? They're collecting for the yeshiva. But you know what they're doing? They're putting up a palace. Right? They're putting up a crazy building. Right? And they want to collect money. Instead of putting it into the teachers, into the thing, they want to build a palace up. Right? That's not going to increase the Torah learning. Everybody needs to make their own decision. Is this what I want to put money, money into? They're putting up a building. Do I want to give it to these guys who are putting up a building? Do I want to give it to the other guy who needs to pay his teacher salaries? What do I want to do with it? Giving money for kids to learn Torah is one of the higher levels of Tzedakah. That's talking about actual salaries for the kids to learn money. I don't pay the salary, the teacher's not coming to work. And then the teacher's not going to teach the kids Torah. That's a very high level stakah. Pay the teacher's salary. Good. Aval halila lefazer akesef al motarot to spend the money on things that are extra that they don't need. They don't need marble floors in the classroom. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. So Beit Torah is doing a full rebuild right now. Great. Yes. Not considered charity. To build rebuild of the shul. So the shul. Well, good. You want to rebuild the school. Good. I'm not saying no. I'm saying that it, it takes shikul hadat. Shikul hadat means I need to make a decision for myself. Is this where I want to put my money? Two million dollars a year. Right, right. If they're spending it, like putting a new building doesn't mean it's not charity. It depends what they're putting in the building. I don't know what they're putting. Okay. So if they're going over the top, they hire super top decorators and they're putting in expensive, ridiculous things. If, good, if they, they should be, I'm not saying they shouldn't be beautiful. I'm saying they need to be beautiful as long as this, if the money is spent wisely. So that that's that that's what the shikula dot is. That's your 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 mitzvah of giving sedaka. Yes, you're fulfilling your mitzvah of sedaka. It's again what forty million dollars on one shul. Forty-eight million. Yes. No, no, no. Forty-eight million dollars is what they want to spend on the shul. What shul is spending forty million dollars? We talk about. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That shul, that shul is a very beautiful building. I've seen it. It's a beautiful place. That's all I'm going to say. But but uh, the the idea is like this: you need to have a place where the students want to come. It has to have the right you know atmosphere for them to be able to learn. But if I have a choice to put tile or put marble, 
right? And I'm going to get the same uh, education in the classroom. So then you don't put marble, right? You don't. I'm sorry, it's not. I have. I could use that money that I'm getting what to give to pay. You, I want you to put marble. With my money. It's a different story now. Different story. That's a different story. No, he, that he could, be what's no, that, that's a different story. He could command and he could direct your money. Absolutely, you could say I'm paying for this. I want. I want that chandelier. So that's it could be. No problem. If that's what they said, no problem. The guy wants bakaras chandelier, and that's what he's paying for. That's fine. Let him, let him do that. So it's the money. That's his option. But when I have a choice to put it into something that I know is going to be over the top, but it can't that's it doesn't need to be that way. It's yeah. very simple. Yeah. If you give it to the teachers, no, you have yeah. people starving, and the shul is building a fifty million dollars shul. Yeah. It's, it, it, so it's does that mean? I, I'm not saying no. That person, right? No, listen. The person that's giving to that type of institution, let's say, right? It, the assumption is he's also fulfilling his obligation of staka. If he wants to give over there too, fadal. He can do whatever he wants. According to what we learned so far, you can never yeah. fulfill yeah. the obligation. Good. Don't you get a part of every var Torah that comes out of someone's mouth in this midrash? You do. You get a piece of. I'm not saying it's not a big item, but I'm saying that when you're going to invest into the midrash. Right? You need to have marble. You have to realize also a bed knesset is a little different than, than let's say schools and things like that. A bed knesset is for your personal use also. You're coming here, you also want yeah. it's my house. But same with school. So, so the school's not necessarily your school. You give it to a girl, you give it to this school and that school and school. Is the breakdown of the delineation of the cost is not how it works in the center of the city? No, they want to create a nice space for kids to walk. Right. Yeah. 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 Use your brain. Use your head. If you're gonna give it, give it to the right place. That's all he's telling you. I'll tell you something that's that's uh, you know bombshell. It's, it's very logical. If you know somebody's gonna blow the money and the guy's building something that they don't need, they're building something bigger than they have. They don't have to. Maybe maybe that's not what you want to give you money. You know. That's kind for today.